0: wonderful singing tonight. Thank you for your contribution as a congregation and wonderful choir. Thank you. Praise God. Tonight, I just want to spend a few moments reflecting on this wonderful news that we have before us, that Christ the Savior has been born. Amen? Amen. This is what it's all about. Tonight, just for a few moments, I want to look at three verses from the book of Galatians as we consider this message Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Let's read it first, and then we'll go through it. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons... God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Father, help us now as we take a few moments to look at this text. Fill us with Christ. Help us to know the meaning of this passage. Draw sinners to repentance Cause us to worship Christ this evening. Amen. But when the fullness of time had come, this passage tells us several things of the Lord Jesus and what Christmas is all about. First of all, Jesus is timely. For years, God had promised redemption. He had promised salvation to the world. It took a long time for Bethlehem to come that night. For Mary and Joseph to enter. And for Christ to be born. For years, people had waited. People had anticipated the promise that was given to Eve in the garden. That after Adam and Eve sinned, Eve was promised that one day, one of her offspring would squash the head of the serpent that deceived them. For years, the Jewish people waited for the one to be born from David's line, who would sit on David's throne forever and rule in righteousness. For years, the prophets anticipated all of these things of whom the Messiah would be. And even Isaiah said he would be born of a virgin. Well, that night in Bethlehem finally came. After years and years, hundreds of years, thousands of years, God's promise had been fulfilled. He was not late. He was just on time. As God the Father had planned. This is what Paul tells us here. But when the fullness of time had come. Jesus is is here. And it came not a day late. It came just perfectly. As he wanted 2,000 years ago. What did He do? God sent forth His Son. Not only is Jesus timely, we see from here that He is divine. The Son is also God. He's not another kind of God. No, He is of the same substance of the Father as a part of the Holy Trinity. God is Father, Spirit, and Son. Not three gods. One God in His essence But three in his person. God the Son. Jesus who came. Who was born. That baby born from Mary that night. Is the eternal God of the universe. He is omnipotent. Meaning he is all powerful. There is nothing that he cannot do. He is omnipresent. There is nowhere where he is not. He is omniscient. There is nothing he does not know. He is holy. 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 As the rest of the Trinity is. And he is full of glory. But we see here in this text that he is sent forth from the Father. Jesus didn't come by accident. He came as planned, as intentioned, as promised. Why? As we all know from the Gospel of John, that God sent forth his Son. And how does John put it? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Right, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For the first time in history when God sent forth his son Jesus to come into this world for the first time in history mankind can look into the face of God. Up until that point that was an impossibility. The scriptures say that no one has ever seen God at any time. God is a spirit. He dwells in the holy of holies. He is unappointed unapproachable light but grace came down that day my friends grace came day the day that Mary picked up her newborn baby who is the eternal God and looked at his face and for the first time ever mankind can look into the face of God and that is a gracious act and a gracious gift from God and this is because he was just not God he was also God in human flesh This is the next part of this verse. Not only was he sent from the Father, but he was born of a woman. Born of a woman. Which tells us that he is human. Jesus is fully man. He is fully God, but he is fully man. He, except without the sin that comes along with being mankind. I think you and I can understand that. You and I are sinners. Jesus was not a sinner. He was sent forth from God, born of a woman. He is human. And as a human, like I said, he experienced everything in human flesh except without sin. What does this mean? Jesus grew hungry. Jesus grew thirsty and sleepy. He experienced emotions such as joy and sorrow, and he experienced pain. Born of a woman, born in human flesh. But not only that, he was born under the law. He was born under the law to redeem those who were under the law. Verse 5. He's born under the law. What does this mean? It means that he is legal. You see, God's law was given to mankind for them to obey God. The problem is is that there is not a single person alive who has ever kept God's law perfectly. No one in this room ever has. And no one ever before us or after us will ever do it. Except one did. He was born under the law To redeem those who were under the law. He is the second Adam. The first Adam came. God gave him commands. And the first Adam failed miserably. And this is why we're in the mess we're in, my friends. Because this world has never been the same when Adam and Eve sinned. But here comes Jesus. The God-man born into human flesh. And Paul calls him the second Adam. He comes not to fail... He comes to obey and to glorify God. And he succeeded. He obeyed God perfectly. And satisfied all of God's righteous requirements and law. He was born under the law. He subjected himself to his father's law and to his father's will. For the very purpose of becoming righteous. And giving righteousness to all who would believe in him. He did this all. Jesus never had a dirty thought. He never had an improper motive. He never had an improper word. Never an ounce of selfishness appeared in him. The only one to have ever truly loved God with all his heart, all his soul, and all his mind is Jesus. The only one who has ever truly loved his neighbor as himself, without failing, is Jesus. This is what we see at Christmas time. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law. Why? To redeem those who are under the law. You and I are under the law of God. And we're guilty. We need forgiveness. We need forgiveness from the lawgiver, which is God himself. And the only way that could be rectified is if God's law was fulfilled, not by us but by Him. Jesus didn't stay a baby, did He? He grew up. He was a toddler. He grew up as a young adolescent and then into a mature man. And never was there a day where He sinned. And this is why, at 33 years old, He could march up to Calvary with that cross and to offer up the sacrifice unto God for our sins. Because he is the spotless Lamb of God. Why was Jesus born? He was born to die. You and I, we're born and we seek to live life to the fullest, don't we? We try to make as much money as we can. We try to find as much happiness as we can. We try to make as much of a contribution as we can in life. And there's nothing wrong with that. But think about the mission that Jesus came with He came to die. He came to redeem those who are under the law. Why? And this is the next part of this verse. Paul tells us he did all of that. Why did God send forth his son born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law? So that we might receive adoption as sons. Adoption. You see, the Bible says that you and I are born the enemies of God. We're born apart from God and we need God and we need reconciliation with God. But here's the beautiful truth of Christmas. God wants to make his enemies into his friends. God wants to make his enemies into his adopted sons and daughters. This is why Jesus came. To redeem those who were under the law. Why? So that we might receive adoption as sons. Even though I... Dan Sardinas is born a rebel from birth and grow up rebelling against God and wanting the things of my flesh and wanting and being selfish in myself. Not loving God as I should. Not loving others as I should. But yet God the Father loved Dan Sardinas so much that he sent Jesus so that I can be forgiven and adopted into his family. That's Christmas, my friends. So that we might receive the adoption as sons. So Christmas is all about celebrating the birth of the Messiah. Jesus of Nazareth. The God man. But really Christmas is also about another birth. It's about your birth. It's about your spiritual birth. For the scriptures say you must be born again. And this is not something that you can do for yourself. You cannot make yourself born again. Again. That is a work of the Spirit of God inside your heart. The God who gave you physical life is the only one who can grant you spiritual life. This is why God has sent his son. So that you can be adopted as a son and as a daughter into his family. For as C.S. Lewis has once famously said, The Son of God became a man to enable men to become sons of God. There's nothing better than that. There's absolutely nothing better than that. And in order for you to be born again, in order for you to be adopted as a son and daughter of God, what must happen? Because this is why Jesus came. It says it right there. So that we might receive the adoption as sons. We must admit that we are a sinner in need. Of a savior, We must admit our weakness and our falling before God. We must admit that we don't have it together and that we have rebelled against God. And then we must believe in Jesus Christ. We must believe who he is, that he is God, a very God. That he is the Savior. That he is the perfect one, the Holy One. That he came to die on the cross and he came to resurrect from the dead. And the promise is this... That if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, that you will become saved. You will become a Christian. And that is what Christmas is all about. It's about the birth of a Savior. But really the reason the Savior was born is so that we, that all of us in this room can also have a birth, a spiritual birth. A born-again birth. And when you do become born again, when you believe by faith in Jesus Christ alone and his full and complete work, then you are no longer an enemy. You become adopted as a son and a daughter. All your sins are erased. All your sins are gone. And you stand righteous before God. Not that you become perfect. Because none of us will ever be perfect. But God sees you as perfect. Why? Not because you're good, but because Jesus Christ is good. This is the gospel. And Paul concludes in verse 6. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. What's Christmas all about? Yes, we all know it's about Jesus. Even the world knows about that. Even people who are lost know about that. Even they can say, oh yeah, the Christians believe it's about Jesus. But yes, it's about Jesus. But what about it being about Jesus? It's about Jesus coming so that you can be saved. And I ask you tonight, friends, to consider that message. Have you believed in this Savior that God has sent forth His Son... He's the God-man. He was born under the law to redeem you who are under the law. Even though that you're guilty, you can become innocent by believing in him, and he wipes your record clean. There's nothing underneath the tree that can compare to that. I can guarantee you, guarantee you, the peace, the peace that that brings. I plead with you tonight, friends, that if you have never trusted in Christ as your Savior, that you would do so tonight. That you would know truly the meaning of Christmas. Christ came. Christ came. This is why we sing joy to the world. This is why we sing all the songs that we have sung. There's nothing better than this. I'd love to help you. If you need to believe. If you need to know more. I'd love to speak with you more about this gospel. And about what this all means means let's pray father help us now as your word has been preached we pray god that you would work in hearts thank you for your truth thank you for this beautiful message in the fullness of time god sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law so that we might receive the adoption as sons. Yes, we celebrate the birth of our Savior, but we also celebrate spiritual birth, new birth, for all those who are now sons and daughters of God by faith. Help us, God, tonight. Celebrate in a majestic way. In your name, amen.